And welcome inside to this latest Alex Garrett podcasting. And thanks for bearing with us through the ads here. I know it can be a little lengthy, but thank God they're there. And thank you for listening past the advertising. And thanks, Breaker, for giving me this opportunity day in and day out to do this. And, you know, do make a bit of money um, with it. It's something I work on. It's something I'm interested in finding out how to expand on here at Alex Garrett Podcasting, but mainly it's the content that is firing me up each and every day. So if the ads don't bother you and you stay through for the content, thank you uh, here on Spreaker and wherever else you may be listening. That now includes your car. I mean, it probably always has. But today I had actual photographical, photographic evidence that someone is listening to me on the go. I always loved the term Garrett on the go, and now that has been shown to be true. Chris Oliva, my buddy uh, from Queens College, shot me over a picture that he was listening to this in his car. So literally, not only on your smartphone, your desktop... Uh, your tablet, I even think Alexa Smart, you know, speaker. Then, yeah, your TV, if you want to project it on there. Uh, you can get this on the go, in your car, on your drive, to wherever. So, it's it's just a cool little thing to know that I could be in your cars, wherever you're driving, whether to work, whether to be home. Thank you for plugging me in. And uh, and this podcast. And, but today is kind of interesting. It was Pearl Harbor. And a day that we should always remember. Uh, as a day that we were attacked by Japan. And we did enter World War II because of it. Which is why I think the passing of Chuck Yeager... I believe is his name, Chuck Yeager, a World War II flying ace. He was a retired U.S. Air Force officer, and he broke broke the sound barrier, becoming the first man to fly faster than the speed of sound at 700 miles per hour on October 14th, 1947. So, a World War II icon, an aviating icon. Uh, boy, this theme has been World War II lately, hasn't it? Thanks to Cuomo saying that the vaccines could be like World War II operation. And I said, are the bombers dropping them? To a week later, and World War II aviation in the news with the passing of Chuck Yeager at 97 years old. And he showed innovation that anything could be possible in 1947. Now, aviation-wise, another thing is possible, which I'm going to share on my Instagram, Alex G in NYC, thanks to my uh, Twitter friend, Antonella. You got to go follow her, uh, NY or nothing. It's a pretty easy handle to follow, but NY or nothing. Antonella showing us, a 
Christmas holiday light show in drones. Talk about technological advances. Now, literally, Santa's seen in the sky thanks to a drone choreographer. You can't make this stuff up anymore. You really, really cannot. But back to Pearl Harbor and World War II, and I was talking to my dad about this the other day, actually. Fact is, World War II is the best thing still memorial, you know, honored every year. Because it was the greatest generation. It was heroic. It was a win for America. And so it is good that we preserve that win each and every year. It is good that ABC7 talks to a 101-year-old survivor of Pearl Harbor who witnessed it. You got to check that out as well. So while we remember the bad and the ugly, we still hold in great esteem and great honor the work our men and women did in World War II, deservedly so. As I told you, a society that cannot remember at least one good thing will fall apart. Believe it or not, I think for America right now, when the police are under fire, uh, literally when you've got uh, people questioning elections, when you've got certification happening, when you've got tomorrow or later today, December 8th, Safe Harbor Day, I'll get that in a minute, moving the Electoral College process along, maybe making this a finalization, We need that one strong thing that as of right now bonds us together. Now, in the community, we're all bonded together. In fact, I want to do a whole podcast about this. Because Starbucks and McDonald's and others are big corporations. There's no doubt about it. But your local barista is employed by this corporation. So capitalism is in your community. Let's not forget about that. We love our small business and we need to recognize and not close them down and give them their keys back. Yes. But when we say do away from capitalism, we're also saying, and when we promote the small business, we should also remember that Starbucks has that community feel, that McDonald's does too, that Dunkin' does too. All these baristas, all these Local workers are in your community serving your community through Starbucks, through Dunkin', through McDonald's. So capitalism is in the community. I want to expand more on that. And of course, our veterans know that very well. They were one of the biggest drivers of the community capitalistic field. They would get back from the workforce and work on uh, making their business. And they do that to this day after they come back from Iraq and, and everything like that, that they still are veterans helping veterans and the community. And I will say it again. The entrance of America into World War II also enhanced the disabled community. Because what it led to was Dr. Henry Viscardi opening up his school in Albertson 
for World War II veterans who survived the battlefield and came back to life and to work on Long Island, specifically in Albertson. As I've said before, Dr. V, Dr. Viscardi was a man who was born with twisted limbs. They had to fix him up surgically and then they gave him prosthetics. And then he saw what he could do for the disabled community of the war, the veterans coming back. And I just saw on Facebook that they were celebrating 50 years two years ago. So now 52 years of the Henry Viscardi School. And, uh, And I think that was the 100th birthday of Dr. V as well. But 52 years of HVS. And I bring them up because, unfortunately, we couldn't have our uh, tournament, sportsman tournament this year. Always love doing that with Joe Salonica and team. And we miss them. And we hope that their schedule is going well. But... Kudos to Dr. Viscardi for realizing the potential for the World War II veterans coming home. And I believe, just like after 9-11, many members of our military were inspired after that attack to defend our country, defend our homeland, year in and year out. Truman developing the A-bomb is nothing to discard, is nothing to criticize. It changed all of us. While we weren't even born yet, it changed this country. For the better, let's, and I think the world for the better. And we cannot disregard that. But to forget the attack on Pearl Harbor, to not remember it would be foolish. And I, I say that because I feel like I didn't see enough people talking about it. Now, we're in a different time. We're in a pandemic. We're in COVID zones. We're in um, just abject chaos, it feels like, all around us. On Staten Island as well. But in the midst of the chaos, we cannot forget a part in history, our history, that we rebounded from. And we said, no, 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 we will not let you attack us and get away with it. We will fight you back 12,000 times harder. And the United States did jump into the war, and they did defeat Hitler, they did defeat Germany. They did defeat the Japanese, who are now our allies, and Germany, of course, our allies. But the day of infamy was tragic, and we cannot forget it. And we can also say, yes, it led to Americans being inspired to defend our country. Where is that inspiration today? Where is that inspiration to defend those who wear the badge to protect us? 
Where's the inspiration to say, yes, China is responsible for concealing numbers of COVID and making us ill-prepared? Where is that? Where is that inspiration to defend our country from the enemy? I don't see it. I see people now diverting from China to Europe, blaming Europe for this. I do see a president that has, time and time again, when he had a chance to de-bunker, disavow Russia, he never did. I see a country that doesn't want to disavow or only part of a country wants to, but not the entire country. The entire country does not want to disavow radical behavior, the rioting loot. And we must. Why was Pearl Harbor? Because we were attacked, yes. But the response to it was also just as memorable. Now we see cities burning down this summer and all we get is slaps on the wrist for people who set the fire. All we get are, well, we'll just up the police. You should have upped them uh, the thirty to 6,000 once the riots were started. Why Pearl Harbor is so significant is because it set off a chain reaction to defend this country. A defense that we have not seen in our homeland for quite a while. We don't even have school zones being defended by cops right now. And the efforts to move more cops out of the school zone to create even more of a hotbed of a chance for school shootings. Where where has the defense we felt we had to do in 1941. Where is that specific spirit of defense for this country? It's problematic when it comes from only a select few. It's problematic when we have even leaders that badmouth this country. It is problematic when a governor writes a book through COVID and some trying to defend us from it. That that's disappointing. But as a people, as a country, to not truly understand the effect the Pearl Harbor had on us is disregarding why we're all here today. If America didn't storm the beaches of Normandy, if America didn't defend our country and our allies from more destruction after Pearl Harbor, where would we be today? We did, as John Belushi said, become the tough that got going. When the going got tough, now we stay away 
from those tough issues. Now we have candidates that only want to debate the issues in the Senate runoff. I did not realize David Perdue was not on that debate stage last night in Georgia until I saw Colbert. I didn't know that was a thing. Why are we running away from defending the country? Why are we running away from debate stages? We can't. We simply cannot afford it. There's too many American lives right now who's only lost their lives, but business owners are losing their businesses. We must defend them, not... uh, How do you say... um, We must defend them. We cannot decry them. I saw a guy burn, bust into his restaurant that was closed down. He gets arrested. These people's own creations are being locked away from them. While looting was perfectly acceptable. Tell me how any of that makes sense. I do not condone... Dan Presti running over a sheriff. Okay? I do not condone that behavior. One bit. I just wish if there were going to be a strong defense of the police, it would be at all times, not just when a business owner who's against every political thing that we're here, uh, uh, this state supports that we're against him now. No, we should be so against any act of violence against the police. Let me say that again. Just because this business owner is on the wrong side of your politics doesn't mean you get to pick and choose when to defend the police. If a police officer is hurt, you should defend the police. Uh, You should say, we support the police in every instance when a, a cop gets hurt. Not just one where you disagree with the guy. So yeah, it's easier to say the officer got hurt. The officer should should not have been gotten hurt when our leaders say they shouldn't have gotten hurt. Notice when they pick and choose when they say an officer shouldn't get hurt. I just want consistency. I'm glad that World War II is the consistent reminder that America is who she is today. And who we try to keep her today. That's the most consistent reminder I could see of something being glorified in this country. Everything else is debated over day in and day out. Even the defense system we have. A.K.A. the police. Now I don't want a police state just as much than the the next guy. But I don't want them to be only supported in certain times and not supported in others. Only when the watering down of history became a thing was the A-bomb questioned. Up until then, the A-bomb was applauded. From my view, from what I believe, because of how it defended our allies in America. We should stop picking and choosing when we want to defend this country. Our veterans and our soldiers have never picked and chose 
when they wanted to serve. They went in there and fought for us. So let's be consistent in 2020 to end the year into 2021. Let's say if we're going to honor and remember those lost their lives and those who survived Pearl Harbor, if we're going to honor the response and the victory after, then let's keep honoring in the spirit of, hey, how can we keep our country as defended as we did in World War II? And the spirit behind that? Because this country is worth defending and saving. It is worth highlighting the vaccines that are on their way. But more importantly, it's important to remember who these veterans fought for. The community. The community at large. Their community that they grew up in, resided in, lived in. As as I grow older anyway, maybe you feel the same. I start to separate, um, not separate, but I start to realize that it's not just a history piece in a textbook. Pearl Harbor wasn't just a piece of history in a textbook that we read. It happened. World War II wasn't just a piece of history that we taught. It happened. You meet the actual veterans of World War II and you know it happened and you hear their stories and you are moved that they defended this country the way they did to win. It's not just a piece of paper that we read. This is reality, man. And the reality is we must continue to defend her. And that starts, I think, right now with accepting that Joe Biden won this election, that he is the president-elect. And then we can go from there. But let's have that spirit of World War II almost felt like, it must have felt like euphoria, winning that war. Defending her, a.k.a. this country, and our allies. And let's... Just remember that it is the community these people have fought for. Our communities. And we must now fight for them too. To preserve them and protect the the uh, fabric, the fundamental, the pulse of the country is our communities. And the people and the guys and gals that fought in World War II and were nurses, they understood that. Why don't we understand it now? Or why do we choose not to understand it as a society. Be consistent. Consistently defend America. And because of you, defend the way we did it in World War II and won. Let's get back to winning formulas again in 2021. One way.
or another. Alex G in NYC.net. Alex G in NYC.net is my website, and we'll talk to you soon.